Apostle. Thank you for those that are on the line. Um, thank you for having me today. Um, I'm going to be coming from Second Corinthians, and um, I'm going to park on Chapter 12 with Apostle Paul Thorn, and so I'm going to um, open with a word of prayer, open the word, and then I'll begin. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you, oh God, for moving in us, moving in our hearts today, oh God. And I thank you, Lord God, that what you have to say, oh God, that your servants would hear and that we will go forth, oh God, knowing, oh God, that it's not all bad. Father, we bless your name and we bless you and we honor you for you alone are the only true and living God. And we Glorify you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Again, thank you all for having me this morning. We're going to um, jump <clears throat> jump right in, and we're talking about um, Apostle Paul and his thorn, um, the thorn in his flesh. And um, as I read it over and over and over and over again, um, the word that came to my spirit is it's not muted all bad. It's not all bad. Amen. So I'm going to read over that particular text, um, just the, that part and jump right into what he has given me to say. <clears throat> so it says in second Corinthians 12 verse seven, it says, because of the surpassing greatness, of the revelations for this reason to keep me from exalting myself there was given me a thorn in my flesh a messenger of satan to torment me to keep me from exalting myself concerning this i implored the lord three times that it might leave me and he was said to, he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Amen. I've read for you Second uh, Corinthians 7 through 9, and it is the New American Standard Version of the Bible. So, again, Apostle Paul talks about this thing, this thorn, this, whatever it was, um, there wasn't a specific uh, of what it was, but it kept him from exalting himself because of the work that God had for him to do in the earth. And so just a little um, summary of the of Second Corinthians, I like to go back and look at the summary of it. Um, of Paul's letters, none is more personally revealing um, of his heart than Second Corinthians. At the time, at the same time, it is also most defensive of any New Testament letter. In it, Paul mounts a strong argument, <clears throat> apology, in the positive sense for his authority and ministry. A number of important doctrines are taught in the epistle. Yet its greatest value may be that it reveals the heart and the spirit of one of the most effective ministers of all time. We are thus shown that genuine ministry, although it may be, may have to be guarded from attack, is commissioned by Christ and empowered by the spirit of God. 
And so that's just um, giving us a little background of this epistle and um, Apostle Paul's heart as he wrote it. So again, we have, it's not all bad as our title. And again, as I read this over and over, I thought about even myself, uh, things and attacks and things that I've, I've felt over the years. And I said to God, wow, maybe it's not all bad because it keeps me, as with Apostle Paul and many others, from exalting myself. And so we have, uh, what do we have? We have, um, again, we have Apostle Paul, and we have him ministering, planting, and um, speaking the truth about Christ. And so that's who the individual is and what he is actually doing. <clears throat> and so we know that his life before God, the life that he had before he had an encounter with Christ, he was a persecutor of Christians. And then he had this amazing transformation. So if we, we just think about that, in order for Apostle Paul um, and this um, acronym that, that I have is light, in order for him to stay in the light, to stay in the truth, to walk the, the righteous path, to continue to go forward in Christ Jesus, he had to, God had to keep him in a state of humility, in a state of knowing that even in all of the transformation that he had received and then the power of God coming upon him, he had to remain humble in order for people to see God work in him. And so, again, in order for Apostle Paul to stay in the light, to stay in the light of the Lord and not go back, because we see in this hour, we see many that are exalting themselves. And Apostle Paul said, this storm stayed there. I prayed three times for God to move it, but it would not move because God gave him the revelation that he would not exalt himself. We know that um, <clears throat> people, reverent leaders, especially when they see what they um, what may appear as um, someone being very powerful, people reverence leaders because of the following they may have and the number of people that that's um, around them or surrounding them. But Apostle Paul said, I was inflicted with a thorn so that I would remember that it's not me. And and so he this book of Second Corinthians and this part of Second Corinthians is showing us what the church should look like today. But we see and we know that it is not the case because we should be reverencing. He continued to point them to Christ. He continued to point everyone to Christ, but others are reverencing leaders and making them out to be idols. And so this is the, the point of this message, that it's not all bad, that we may be struggling, we may have some things that come against us. It's not all bad because God just might be doing what he was doing with Apostle Paul. So again, life before, um, life before him converting to Christ and having that experience and that encounter, he was a persecutor of Christians. And so not only was he having to um, 
know and and be taught even more about Christ and come into a, uh, more of an understanding of Christ. He also had to humble himself and realizing that the same people he persecuted, the same group of people he persecuted were the truth. And so I can imagine him apologizing. I can imagine him, um, you know, asking for forgiveness. So we think about those things and we think about it's not all bad. And um, so that's the, the ill, his life before God. And then when we get to the letter I, um, what were God's instructions to Apostle Paul? Well, we know that God has used him, first of all, um, in the New Testament, he wrote most of the, the books in the New Testament. So God's instructions to him was to preach, to teach, and to plant. And so he was planting churches. And so, of, of course, if we think about people in the world that have all of these um, leadership skills, for example, and they have businesses that they're opening and they have um, different things that they're doing, they would exalt themselves in that sense. And so he had to remain humble because the work was for God and not for him. And so that was the um, the instructions from God. And so the goals and adjustments that he had to make, as I said a little bit earlier, he had to apologize. He had to repent. I can just imagine him doing that because of what he had done, what he had been doing previously. And also he had to make connections and he had to come in unity with the people he had persecuted. And so um, quite naturally there would be some oppositions for him. And then with the um, the letter H, and if you're taking notes, I'm going to go back to this a second. But with the letter H, there were some hindrances. So in order to stay in the light, we have hindrances as well, and that's where we um, spend the most time here. The thorn in his flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment him. Again, he did not say exactly what it was. But I can imagine that he thought about that over and over again, helping him to remain humble, helping him to remain knowing that he was weak. He was weak and Christ is strong. And so that thorn kept him on the right path. That thorn kept him in the direction of Christ. And why was it there? Some of us will ask, I know for myself, with several things that I've experienced over time, over my life, and just um, having certain diagnosis with um, my allergies and things like that, I'm asking God, why? Why do I have to experience this? Why is this going on? Um, praying for healing, just like Apostle Paul, but knowing that in him, I am strong. Outside of him, I'm weak, but his power rests in me. And so I must press on, I must press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so just like that, Apostle Paul knew that that's the reason why it was there. So to keep him from exalting himself, 
And when he prayed, God said, my grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in weakness. I'm going to read that again. For power is perfected in weakness. When we exalt ourselves, God's power cannot prevail. But power is perfected in weakness. So when we are standing and we're standing with our chest up out and we're standing with our head high and we are asking people to reverence us, God's power cannot prevail. But when we humble ourselves, when we um, realize that we are weak, other than the power of God, then people can be set free. Then people can be made whole by the power of God prevailing through us and by God being able to use us in a mighty way. And so God said, my grace is sufficient. Somebody needs to hear that my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. Many times we may complain. Many times we may say, God, why this? Why that? God, why is this happening to me? But God said, my grace is sufficient. Sufficient. Enough. There, there's nothing else needed. My grace is sufficient. When we've eaten a sufficient amount of food, we don't need any more. God said, my grace is sufficient for you and for me. God is saying, no matter what you feel in your flesh, my grace is sufficient. And so in our weaknesses, he is exalted. He is made strong. He is the power above all powers. Anything that could come against our lives, God is sufficient. He, his, his grace is sufficient enough for us. And so to, <clears throat> to boast in his weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in him. So, so Apostle Paul was saying that he would be more comfortable. He would rather boast in his weaknesses so that people would see Jesus. People would know Jesus. People would experience the living Christ in his time, in his day. And so what was the message of it all? It was for Christ's sake. He dealt with opposition. He dealt with insults. He mentions insult and distress and persecution um, with difficulties. And he dealt with having to try to prove himself and who he was to the people. He mentions all of those things. But yet, God said that he had to remain humble. He could have been arguing, he could have been fighting, he could have been fussing, he could have been, and as he stated, he had the power, he had the authority as an apostle to um, to take authority. But God kept him humble for a reason, so that the people would recognize the truth about Christ. So our overall message about Apostle Paul's thorn in his side is for us to remain humble and to surrender to the power of God. Apostle Paul could have boasted in his transformation. He could have boasted in his the visions and revelations that he received from God, but God knew that he needed what he needed in order to get the kingdom work done. God knew what he needed in order to get the kingdom work 
completed for him. So the humility and the surrender are the key. Humility and surrender are the key. And I believe that God knows everything about us. He knows the deep crevices of our heart. He knows if there are some things that will cause us to boast in ourselves. There are some things that will cause us to boast in our um, gifts and talents and their things that he's given us. He knows what we need in order for him to do the work through us in our lives. What truth did Apostle Paul discover overall? He discovered it was not about him. He discovered it was the power of Christ that the people needed. It was the power of Christ that would make people hope. It was the power of Christ that would cause people to surrender to the life and the living, the true and living one. And so I say to you, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. When we think about the afflictions, when we think about opposition, for many years of my life, I wondered, God, why do I feel like I'm on an island by myself? Why do I feel like so much comes against me? And even in, in my my current school right now, so much going on. And, and God says the same thing, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient because we would believe that we're greater than someone else. And I noticed that with Apostle Paul, he continued. He didn't boast in himself and his apostleship. He continued to say that they were transformed and they had the power of Christ living on the inside of them. And so we ought to do the same as leaders instead of saying, look at me, look at what God has done in me. Look at what God can do for you. So I just thank you all for listening. I thank you for just us going to do the work of Christ, to do the work of of who he is and that the world, the dark world, this dark world will see the power of Christ as we humble ourselves, as we humble ourselves. As we, as we surrender to the mighty hand of God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. I see Christ's hands as he's pressing down on us to go forward and let his light shine in us. Let his light go forward in us as we humble ourselves before his mighty hand. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we magnify your name. Hallelujah. Ah, glory to your name, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your light, O oh God. Thank you for your light, O oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you for your light. I, I see a vision of light of Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for those of us that are on the line, those that families that are represented. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that we may go, even with our thorns, even with our thorns in our flesh, we may go forward in Christ Jesus 
in humility, in all humility, in all surrender, that we may go in Christ Jesus. Father, we bless your name. Hallelujah. Bless you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We magnify your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Your light, your light, your light, oh God, in darkness. Your light in darkness, Father, we bless you, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Glory, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. So I say again to you, walk in the light of Christ. Remain in the light of Christ. It's not all bad without thorns. Without thorns, our thorns cause us to be humble. Our thorns cause us to walk in a surrender place of humility, surrendering our hearts, surrendering our full being to Christ our Lord, walking in light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless your name, O God. Bless your name, O God. Bless your name, O God. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. On yesterday, as I was presenting to a group of young people, um, the minister began to sing at the end. He began to sing the song, Lord, Prepare Me to Be a Sanctuary. And I believe that there's a reason why that song came forward. And I believe that's the same song for us. Lord, prepare me. Lord, prepare me. Apostle Paul was prepared and people were delivered. People were introduced to the power of Christ. People were made whole by the power of Christ. People were led into the light of Christ Jesus because Apostle Paul was prepared. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm I'm just gonna I'm a little hoarse, but I'm gonna um sing a little bit of that song. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. <clears throat> hallelujah. Glory to your name. If you I would just join me with that song if you know it. Hallelujah. Lord prepare me. To be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, and with thanksgiving, I'll be a living. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, and we thank you, I'll be a Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Hallelujah. Bless your name, O oh God. Father, we bless your name and we magnify your name for you alone are worthy, O oh God. For you alone are worthy to be praised, O oh God. Father, we magnify you and we exalt your name, O oh God. Hallelujah. In the name yes. of Jesus. We exalt you, O oh God. Hallelujah. to you, Apostle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Pastor Denise. Amen. Apostle had to uh, clear up the other line. Amen. But we thank the Lord. Amen. For the word of truth on this morning. And Father God, we just lift up your daughter right now, God. 
Lord, Father God, that she has came forth, God, with your word of truth on this morning, God, delivering to us, your people, God, to the othermost ends of the earth, Father God. And Lord, let every word, God, that proceeded from your vessel, God, go forth, God, and bring enlightenment, God, empowerment unto your people, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your mighty vessel being used mightily this morning, God, to release unto us, God, that it's not all bad, Father. And Lord, we know, God, that with you, God, we're going to have our tests and our trials, God. But Lord, we thank you, God, for the release of the word this morning, God, that assures us, God, that you will never leave or forsake us, God, and whatever we are going through, Father. Lord, you will be with us. So, Father, we just thank you for your vessel, God. Lord, God, continue to bless the work of her hands, God. Lord, continue your unmerited favor, God, to follow her all the days of her life, God. Lord, we thank you for the work that is prospering, God. So, Father God, we thank you now, God, as she is entering in to her season, God, of her territory, being enlarged in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. For the greater works, God, that you have prepared for her life, Father. So, Lord, we thank you for using your daughter this morning, God. Lord, bless her continually in Jesus' mighty and majestic name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People of God, amen. Hallelujah. We're just going to open the line up. Amen. Right now. Amen. Hallelujah. If you just want to come forth. Amen. Hallelujah. And speak into the woman of God's life. Amen. Our speaker of the hour, our very own. Amen. Pastor Denise Walker. Truly, truly. Amen. A 